You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech for Tech's Tech Talk, where we help your business grow. This is episode 18, What's in Your Box? Yeah, I know it sounds a little bit strange, but we're going to talk about what's in your box. So please comment in the comment section and let us know where you're viewing from and what company you work for. And more importantly, let us know if you can actually see us and hear us okay and make sure we haven't got technical issues like we had last week. So if you'd like to please comment in the comment section and let us know if you can hear us fine. So we've got Drew saying, hi guys, and Peter saying, dude. So that's pretty good. If you are from the Tech for Text Facebook group, please make sure you post in chat, or should I say, click the link in chat, what I'm putting in now, and that will allow your name to be shown. So, is everyone able to see us okay? Um, Kieran, Rosu, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Facebook user, can you see us fine? Let's just see if we get a few comments. Okay, so everything seems fine, loud and clear so far. That's brilliant, thank you guys. That uh, saves us going 10 minutes into the show before realising that everyone can't actually hear what we're saying. So, that's pretty good. Right, so today we are joined by Cormac, Ben, Ian, Tim, and David. So, Cormac, if you would like to introduce yourself, let us know who you are, where you're from, and what you do, and do you have any tips, advice, stories, or anything at all to tell us this week? Yep, how you doing? I'm uh, Cormac from Crosshaven Computers. In sunny old Ireland, uh, I'm having a good week over here. I was telling the lads beforehand, I got a, a build of a computer for myself, my first gaming machine. Um, I've no idea what's in it. My tech built it, but it seems fairly spectacular. Um, but my tip of the week, actually, um, I, been, I was working a lot of time uh, we, my, for the businesses that uh, I look after. I have uh, 90% of them on uh, G Suite. I just much prefer G Suite to uh, to um, to uh, Office 365. And I'm kind of nearly at a stage now that I think I'm going to have to either go all in right across the board on one or the other. other. So it's going to be G Suite. I, I don't think besides the offices, you know, maybe five to ten people, that's what I'm looking after. Maybe that's not enough. Uh, maybe that's enough. I don't know. I want to go bigger than that and get more people employed and stuff. But one thing that I'm looking at in G Suite, I don't know if many people are using G Suite. You know, there's a uh, basic account, I think, is around five quid a month per user. So we'll say there's four of us. So that was around 20 odd quid we were paying. But for 10 quid, you get the business standard one. And with that, you get share, uh, an extra kind of folder as such called the shared drive and it operates as a, exactly what it says a shared drive and um 
it's it's be perfect i'm introducing it into the offices that uh that i'm working with now um in the sense that instead of just sharing for uh sharing folders and stuff the shared drive is basically like the old-fashioned way of having a shared drive in an office but it's in the cloud and they can see it everywhere but it actually i've been blown away with it really am really i'm been blown away with it and if anyone out there is just using the normal uh uh cheaper version of uh g suite i would seriously upgrade and have a look at it it's 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 absolutely its features are very well um organized compared to just using google drive in it in itself so definitely uh have a go on to youtube and have a look at the google share drives well worth having a look at okay it's a pretty good good tip yeah shared drives are absolutely brilliant because obviously you can well share everything with your laptop or whatever wherever you want so that's always a a good tip let's move on to ben if you want to introduce yourself let everyone know who you are where you work for you know the drill and let us know a story or tip or whatever you want to let us know about yeah good evening phil my name is ben ashcroft i run bugs and bytes computing in sunny lincoln uh, specialising in refurbished laptops and desktop computers. Uh, so my tip, or rather my news story this week, one for the Apple fans, all five of them, um, it's the new iMac is being released tomorrow. Uh, the 2021 model, the 24-inch model gets released, or sorry, not released, pre-ordered tomorrow, and then released on the middle of May. I think it's about the 21st of May it comes into the UK. Uh, available on six vibrant colors plus silver for the seventh um it doesn't use the intel chip anymore it's now using the m1 risk chip which is about the first time in 15 years that apple haven't used an intel i-series chip in their imac so should be interesting looks like a very slim design uh slimmer than the current models which could make servicing on them interesting when the time comes but there you have it yeah, you probably need a chisel to get into them these now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say they're getting thinner and thinner and hard, harder to repair. I think that's most things, and probably cheaper plastics as well. I don't know. Have you have you seen any of the quality of the plastics? Are they going to be are they going down HP route? Or are they going to be pretty strong? I've only seen a couple of stock photos on the internet, but it looks like they brought back sort of bezels in the screen surround, which I'm not a fan of because I actually like the sort of frameless design that you have on the current iMac, just the whole nice bit of glass with a little border. But yeah, they brought back a bezel design all around the top of the screen. It looks like a cheaply made all-in-one at first impressions, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Right, let's move on to Ian. If you want to introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, blah, 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 and any story tips this week. And I think you're muted, Ian. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you Sorry, and your keyboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, my name's Ian from IPC Solutions in sunny Haybridge uh, near Molden, um, specialising in selling and buying computers and building gaming PCs at the moment because everyone wants them. Um, interesting about the iMac, I really hope they make the screen that you can just pull it off, like the old 2012 models, because it made a service in so much easier. Um, my tip would be for anyone like me who's a a bedroom builder as they like to be known as um keep a good inventory 
of all your stock because I've been ordering loads and loads of stuff for repairs that I've been doing recently. I need to find out that when I move <laughs> things and don't do a man look that I've actually got them already. So keep a nice simplified spreadsheet and then organize all your drawers properly with labels on something which I've just started to do again. <laughs> so that's my tip of the day. Be organized then don't buy unnecessarily. That's a good tip, and it goes with today's topic about what's in your box. You can organise your drawers at the same time. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I carry on movie here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just quickly go to chat and just say hi to everyone who's commented. So we've got Mark Dennis uh, from Rayleigh Computer Shop saying hi. Uh, we've also got, okay, someone who has just been banned. Uh, Great. Look, look. All right, he's gone. Um, and let's have a look. Uh, Kieran says, we can see you. Audiovisual perfection. Alison says, hi. Hi, Alison at EADR. Uh, we've also got Jason as well saying, hi, and everything sounds fine. And Peter says, evening as well. So, uh, and uh, uh, Alison saying, the famous man look. Don't know what she means by that one. Probably need a translator or something, but uh, there we go. Right, let's move on to <laughs> move Jen, on to two. Has Jen never said that to you then, Phil? <laughs> Stop doing that. No, <laughs> she hasn't said that to me. I'm obviously missing out on somewhat something there. But uh, right, okay, let's pass on to Tim then. So, Tim, if you want to introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are and any news, tips, stories you've got. Hi, yes, uh, same my name's Tim uh, from TCAM PM and IT Solutions. Uh, I mean, don't go by the accent. I mean, no, I uh, live in North Yorkshire. Um, so, yeah, I say primarily focusing on refurbs and I'm now, now branching into uh, doing a lot of office refurbs, that kind of thing. I've been doing a lot of infrastructure, that kind of um, and everything else, certainly this week. Um, yeah, my tips really is when you're dealing with customers when they're kids that have um, problems with their gaming computers, um, I would say before you say sell anything that they say gate and the word gaming is mentioned, ask which game they want they're thinking of playing because they're always going to understate what they think they need and then it just causes problems later on. So, um, yeah. Do that, so theoretically saves a whole lot of pain. So, at the end of the day, that's no, yeah, that's a good tip. To be honest, um, always always ask questions because you could easily underquote or overquote for a machine too good or too bad for them, depending on what they need to do. Uh, especially when little Timmy has told them that they need a big top end machine, what's got an i nine processor and a GeForce thirty ninety in there or whatever. Uh, let me just let Cormac back in. Oh, there he is. There we go, and. Uh, Cormac, you've got to mess my list up now. Everyone's in the wrong order. I don't oh, I don't Here we go. Get everyone in the right place. Here we go. Right. Okay. You're trying to confuse me. Right. Okay. So, yeah, good tip, Tim. Right. Let's move over to the noob of the day. So, we've got David in. Uh, if you want to tell us who you are, David, and let us know what you do and, obviously, any tips, news, and advice you've got. Hello. Hi, guys. Um David from Scorpion Computers in a little village called Petley Hall uh, near Sunderland. 
so from the northeast of England. Um, Specialise in PC repairs, laptop repairs, gaming PCs, uh, refurbished laptops, that type of thing. Okay, that's pretty good. What, have you got any tips or advice or anything? Um, yeah, just to um, sort of never make promises to customers. Um, don't always set like a realistic time time frame um, so you can resolve stuff. Uh, quite often you resolve a complaint before it happens. Um, I always tend to tell customers uh, something will maybe take two or three days, uh, where sometimes it'll only take maybe a day, I've done the same day, um, just seems to resolve complaints. Um, some customers want things doing the same day, and when you can't get it done the same day, uh, if you make a promise it's going to be done then, and it's not done then, then they end up getting obviously quite upset and complaining. That was yeah. my tip, just a general thing, really. Yeah, it's, it's always a good thing to overestimate customers because yeah. then when you get it done quicker, then you look like a miracle worker rather than someone who's incompetent and not doing what they're saying they can do. So, yeah, I must agree with that one. So, right, let's go on to... Well, first of all, we've got to go on to, before we do anything else, is this week's sponsor. Fabs Auto Backup, one of the most useful and affordable tech tools on the market. Gone are the days where you had to back up user email settings in Outlook, copy and paste document folders from one drive to another, and save all your bookmarks separately. Fabs Auto Backup does all that with ease. Just run the ultra-portable program on your PC, click Backup Now, choose where you want to back up the user profile, then tick the boxes of what you want to back up, and it will do it all for you with ease. And if you are a Tech for Text member, you get an extra 25% discount on Fab's Auto Backup 7 Pro. Right, there you go. And also, that is one of the tools I do have in my toolbox as well, actually. Um, but we'll get more into that in a few minutes. So my news or advice or stories this week is, first of all, it's actually Apple-related. So Ben will like this one, probably the only person. But um, Tim Cook, uh, or Tim Cook of Apple today, warns of Apple product shortages due to chip and manufacturing shortages possibly eating into Apple's income, uh, with the possibility of only making 109 billion this year compared to 111 billion last year. On another story, Apple has says that a surge in sales of iPhones has led to it doubling its profits. Come on, Apple, which one is it? Seriously, are you either going to make a loss this year, or the, or should I say, less two billion less this year, or are you going to double your profits? It's going to be one or the other. Um, so Ofcom also said that around twenty percent of children did not have access to internet in lockdown, and one and a half million people in the UK have no internet access. Personally, I find that a little bit strange, and I probably think that the kids do have computers. It's just that mum and dad are probably on Facebook and Netflix taking over uh, the accounts, to be honest, and not letting them on. But uh, uh, I've seen a lot of, personally, where... Um, these free laptops for kids, schools or whatever um, schemes that have been going on in lockdown, I've noted full too well that some of them are getting these free laptops and they already have laptops at home. I think a lot of them are claiming they don't have stuff when they actually do. So uh, might have something to do with it. Also, uh, Facebook has reportedly been showing uh, adverts about extreme weight loss, fast food, online dating, alcohol, Gaming, sorry, not gaming, gambling and smoking and smoking to under 18s. So this can, opens a can of worms for Facebook um, because they're basically, well, 
showing all this information to basically 13 year olds 14 year olds which shouldn't shouldn't be basically so uh it's not good data protection there and would you really want a 13 year old having adverts popping up about getting targeted for like um sugar daddy services and stuff like that uh it's a big no-no facebook so you've really got to watch out there so uh, so facebook does need to watch out what its uh, advertising stuff is. Uh, I know, I think the minimum age for Facebook these days is 12, 13, and I know kids go on younger than that. Most parents just let them on anyway, but uh, but the advertising shouldn't be directly aimed at them, that's for sure, and at least not that sort of advertising. Right, so before we go on to the main topic, if you have any thoughts or questions on this topic, please feel free to comment. If you are watching from the Facebook group, please click the link in chat. This will allow your name to be shown in the live chat rather than being called Facebook user. I've just pasted the link into the Facebook group chat, so if you click on that, it will then allow your name to be shown. Right, okay, so let's see what we've got. So let's go round the table then. So this show is about what's in your box. And no, it's no weird XXX show or anything along that line that, that line of things or 12 o'clock preview show or anything like that. This is about what tools you keep in your toolbox. Okay. Oh, so, right. oh, so sorry about that, man. Good luck to you. <laughs> it should, so, yeah. It should, it should be to do with... Your screwdrivers or oh, your software? <laughs> okay. Hard drives is a failure. Hard drives. Well, I'll leave the hard drives for you, Cormac. Definitely not floppies. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the audience down anyway, lads. Okay. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. So let's start off. Let's yeah. start off with Cormac then telling us about his two and a half inch floppies. <laughs> you know something I've felt this is the last time they're gonna let an eye guys for. Jerry, come back. All is forgiven. Come back. Uh, uh, Alison, you need to come on and help us out, girl. Um yeah, all right, I'll get it serious now again. Right, what's uh, what's in my software uh stack of things? There we go. Actually just looking around like I don't know, I'm more I'm more I'm residential and business, but I don't do builds of computers or stuff, you know. So if 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 for the first if someone comes in with a computer, the very first thing I'll do is uh uh myself and Eve will book it into uh in and and label it and put the problem book it in with synchro MSP will log all uh will log it all, you know. And then after that, the tool that I use on every single computer is Malwarebytes TechBench. That's it. That's the go-to tool for everything. We'll put it up in the bench. We'll run that tool um, just to check out what's going on. Um, after that, um, we will use fabs. Obviously, I say everyone on this panel, I would imagine, is using fabs. And since there are advertisers, if you're not using fabs, there's just something not right. Um, Besides that, besides that, besides in a in a toolbox, Jesus says not my. I don't really take apart computers. My tech's got taken apart, apart computers. So I'm sure they have some screwdrivers and stuff over there at some stage. You know, uh, no, we got heat guns. We got all that sort of stuff. Um, besides that, and, and stock wise, I'm just having a look around there. Stock wise, I mostly keep a certain amount of SSDs. 
a couple of switches, you know, a lot of cables. But we're not retail. We're not retail. So we, we're not selling much outside there. But I would be very interested. I'm sure uh, one or two, I know one or two of you are, are using it. Something that I'm, I'm, I'm being, being tempted to uh, to buy for a while, but I haven't uh, bought, was it, uh, is it your, is it the PC checker, Euro, Euro, what's done, is it? Yeah, and, Euro stuff. And that's why I'm actually, it's one of the reasons I'm interested in this show tonight, because I will actually be interested to hear how you're using that, because to me, one of my, one of my big tools I use to check, actually, is Linux. Uh, just Linux stick we make for free, and I it's it's not anything but free. I will pay what I will need to pay. There are business expenses you can write them off, but for Linux, to me, if there's a problem, you know, even if the Wi-Fi or something's not, I'm just using that as an example, not picking up hardware software straight off. That's the way I was taught in my Linux stick to see if it's a hardware software problem, and it can tell me so much, you know. So I want, I'd be very interested to hear what people have to say about about their tools they're using on, on those because as far as from what i from what i see i think i have got everything i need so i loved i would love to come out of this show with kind of going right i need one more i need that tool there's a that someone's using something that i i'm not using and i definitely need it to make my job faster uh and that's the key to it that's why i love uh malware bytes tech bench so much you just put it in you scan it you see what's going on and you, you know, the minute it says anything about a hard drive not being good, that's it. Finish, fabs it up, and tell the customer they need a new SSD. You have it turned around your next computer up in the bench, off you go. You know, there's a, oh, that's oh, that's something else. I that's something I, I will I I will finish on this one. I will not speed up uh, a spinning drive laptop anymore. It's it's not worth it. It's a, I, I tell the customer it's, it's going to slow down in a couple of months. Which is well. I'm not uh, like if if you if you do put an SSD into them, every single customer will kind of go, "Wow, this computer is five times faster than the day it was." So I just and it takes too much time and this and that. I just tell them, "No, the hard drive is bad. It needs it needs an SSD." And I'm fairly strict about those things, you know. So that's what we're doing here in Little Old Crosshaven. Yeah, and some few tips I'll run through. Obviously, Eurosoft and um, uh, how I use it in a bit. Obviously, the guys in chat might use it as well, so I'll let them go first. So, but, um, yeah, some good um, uh, bits of information there from you there and Cormac. What about yourself, Ben? What sort of tools do you have in your toolbox? Um, so one of the best things I bought a couple of years ago, I had a, a whole set of different size screwdrivers and stuff like that, and, I'm not the most organized person. I was forever leaving one lying about on a desk, going to work on something else, couldn't find it again. I bought one of these toolkits off Amazon. Absolutely brilliant, complete lifesaver. I think it was about 25, 30 pounds. It's got all your different screwdriver heads, your cross heads, your flat heads. It's got your uh, TriStar head for taking batteries out of MacBooks, um, hex nuts, Allen keys, that sort of thing. Just absolutely brilliant bit of kit. Um, didn't think it would last. I thought 25, 30 pounds is not going to last that long. Had it for a few years. There's only one <coughs> screwdriver head that's gone bad just because I used the wrong one. Um, other stuff I definitely always keep in stock uh, SSDs, like Cormac said. I don't sell a single machine now with a hard drive unless it's, for instance, a gaming laptop with a hard drive as a secondary drive. Um, 
SSDs all the way. You usually keep sort of 10, 20 drives in stock. We've all got our favourites. I stick to Kingston's Crucial SanDisks. They've always been very good. Um, usually keep some laptop screens in stock, especially at the moment with the way prices are going on laptop screens. Uh, bulk buy a batch, maybe 10 or 15 of the 15.6 inch panels. That sort of thing. Um, Software-wise, I've got the Eurosoft PC check. Yeah, decent bit of software. I like it. Um, you get a nice printed report if you want it. Uh, it does all your diagnostics, that sort of thing. So, yeah, quite pleased with it. Okay, nice one, Ben. I'm going to say there's a few uh, bits there. Uh, toolkits, yeah, I must admit, I've got a couple of toolkits. I'll share them in chat when I get round to my turn, but uh, uh, there's that many different ones available these days. Some have got bits for opening phones up, some are just standard screwdrivers and then you've got your star ones and so forth and there's one specific kit i have and i've got five of them i've got one in the shop one in the house one in my truck one in my studio and so forth and i've got another one somewhere oh i've got two in the shop that's why but yeah so uh, uh, i think we all have our favorite screwdrivers um right let's go on to ian so ian what sort of tools do you have in your toolbox um Physical tools of, uh, well, when I do home visits, I always take my little toolbox, physical toolbox that, I've, that I bought with lots mm -hmm. of screws. I um, always take a few SATA cables, a couple of SSDs, a uh, couple of USB <coughs> with Windows um, and uh, Linux, and also Harin's boot disk. Well, I know it's a legacy thing, but it's good for removing passwords if you need it or for some of the other tools I've got on there. Um I got a wow, I bought a wow stick um, for a recommendation from the group, which is a good little tool. Um, but when you get to a, a tricky um, screw that's so tight, you have to go to your manual set. And I bought a cheap set from Lidl, I think it was. This huge, whacking great thing that's coming quite handy actually, and that's got loads of different screw heads and sizes, etc. Um, I always keep loads of SSDs. One of my saving things I've had for years um, is a little USB external caddy. Um, it's great for cloning drives, great for fault diagnostics, so you can just whack a hard drive out of a computer and just run all your software checkers, etc. that you've got on your machine. So that's been a bit of a lifesaver. Always try and keep um, laptop screens like ben says i've got about 280 of them at the moment um and uh, a couple of if you can get them graphics cards and motherboards and lots of bits and pieces but to take around people's houses on oh, business cards i always take business cards in my little box as well so you can good do tip. all type repairs yeah that's pretty good so yeah you've got a a nice arsenal of uh, tools there to take with you and or at your um, small office or uh, is it your home you're working from mainly, is it? Do people come to you or do you go to them, pick it up and bring it back? I've got I've, I've got quite a wide demographic um, audience and customer base, really. So for the um, the elderly customers, I always, they always like me to do home visits. Um, mm. And it's just easier that way. Um, but most of my stuff, other than that, is done in my office and I work from home. Um, and I've just got stuff everywhere because I just amass so much stuff. Um, yeah, I know what that's like. It's crazy. I've got a couple of lockups as well, but they're full up as well. <laughs> well, I've got the shop. We've got the shop. Uh, that's full up of stuff. 
we've got the house and that's half full up of stuff and then we've got the studio and that's full up of stuff as well so it's sort of like god almighty i need a warehouse at this rate but uh but yeah as you can imagine costs add up when you start having three different places to keep your stuff but uh and then uh, the missus tells you you're off for bringing work home <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it seems like most of us have had that experience. So, uh, right, let's go on to Tim then. So, Tim, what sort of tools do you use? Actually, before we go on to Tim, if anyone in chat is watching, what tools do you use? Have you got any special tools you like? Feel free to share a link and I'll have a look at it. Uh, it can be software, hardware, special screwdriver can be whatever you want so let's go on to tim now so tim tell us what sort of tools you use um i say it's generally so i kind of get a mix of everything which is why some people think it's i, I bring i carry half the office with me um <clears throat> so because i do a lot i do a mix of home visit and people come to me in the office or they bring stuff to to, that, to my house as well depending when the office is open call it out of hours if it's urgent um so i've always got a selection of network leads so if i do out calls and they say problem with networking it's just half the time half the time it's the yeah it, it can be down to the um dodgy network cable somewhere so one of the things that i've always used carry with me is don't see it but one of the you know the rj45 kits uh we where you can just take the cable um test the network cables directly um you can work it out if they're wired up correct that kind of thing um one of the cables that allows me just to get um plug into a two and a half inch hard drive directly so i don't need a caddy or anything like that it's just a say so it's just one of those straight cables usb so i can just format wipe them put them back in the laptop or ssd kind of thing if i want to it mobile um always got the whole every screwdriver under the sun including the nice so-called secure apple ones you know the little triangular 0.2 millimeter things as well so yeah and then software wise it's all um i've got a program called disk drill as well for recovering data when you always get when you get the request when you're there of oh yeah i've lost the data i've deleted it by accident um crystal disk um started using fabs as well so and I'll, i keep that all on the usb on a separate usb available and i was all i always make sure i've got a backup usb drive as well so a terabyte mobile drive just so i can back up the customer's data while i'm doing the repair on the in mobile as well as in the office um yeah keeps everyone happy uh, it just sounds like i do have to plan a bit ahead sometimes where i'm going because it does there is it is quite a bit of kits <laughs> but yeah yeah you you can have a lot and it all adds up i'm gonna say i must admit i've got a lot of kit and it'll probably take me all day mm, i mean i probably got yeah, somewhere where I'm not where I'm getting the train, getting the train to, or going from A to B, kind of thing. It's not say going and getting the car. I don't really fancy carrying it all around with me. So. Yeah, 
I can I can understand that. I've probably got that many tools. I probably don't remember half of the ones I've actually got until I actually see them. Um, it's all those little things you buy and think, oh, that'll work for something, and you use it once and then forget about it. <laughs> so, right, let's let's move on to David. So, David, what sort of tools do you use mostly? Any specific screwdrivers or software or anything like that? Um, well, there's not a lot left to say. Um, I think everyone's covered everything. Uh, <laughs> Hmm. I, do, I do use this quite often. Uh, hammer, just for <laughs> smashing annoying computers. Um, no, software-wise, um, recently I um, I decided to about two years ago to use uh, Easy to Boot um, on a little USB stick, and you you can just put so many different ISOs on it. Uh, programs like MemTest, Windows ISOs, um, Linux Recovery, and it's just all in one. Uh, on one little stick, and it's just so much easier than having about 50,000 sticks uh, with different programs on. Uh, I found that quite good. Um, I also use a um, little piece of software, Windows ISO Downloader, mm-hmm. which um, just gives you links to Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 10, and you can download the straight from Microsoft's uh, servers and also Office 2010 and up. From Microsoft servers, it's uh, quite a handy piece of software. That's pretty That's good. You've, you've, you've got all the different features as well, haven't you? Windows, so you'll have like 1803, 1903, and all your different yeah. versions. You, you so. can download any one you want, yeah, any different uh, version. That's that's pretty good. Um, do do you have a, like a favourite tool, like screwdriver brand or anything, or do you just get anything what does the job? Um. I build a lot of gaming PCs, so I like these little um, uh, little snippers that I use. They're quite good, really. Yeah. Uh, just for, just for um, cable ties and things, they come in really handy. Yeah, the cable cutting can be pretty good. Um, right, okay, let's go on to chat then. So, uh, yeah. Stephen Martin. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Phil, there was a thing. Stephen, yeah. See that USB to Ethernet adapter? Do mm-hmm. they work? Do they work? Yes. Do they? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I must get myself a couple of them. Yeah, they do work. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're quite handy, to be honest with you. If you have any driver issues with Ethernet or anything like that, obviously, depending on the connection you plug it into, so USB 2, you will probably be limited with the speed. So okay. if you plug into a USB 3 socket, it should be good enough for most people's internet. Don't get me wrong, if you've got 300 megabit internet, it's probably going to be a little bit dip, um, a bit slower than that, but it's good as a for an emergency or for at least carrying around on jobs. Oh, yeah, um, so thank you, Stephen. That's nice one there now, mate. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't have that on my list, and that is one of the things I do carry with me. Uh, always carry one of those, uh, so it's uh, pretty good because you always get that odd PC, and especially laptops now. A lot of laptops are not coming with Ethernet ports on them. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you need to connect up the internet and you've got no wireless, you're going to be struggling a little bit unless you plug another wireless adapter in and then you might need a driver for it and it hasn't got a CD drive and then you've got to download it on another machine. So they do come in handy. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, yeah, I would recommend one of those. We've got one in the store and I've got one in my truck as well. Carry it around with me. So uh, we've also got Paul saying about the uh, Hirons WinPE uh, Macron Rescue Media. So that's quite a uh, common one, what a lot of people use uh, as well. 
Um, Facebook user saying he's got a Belkin USB 3 works for me on Apple. So I'm presuming he means the uh, to LAN, USB 3 to LAN. So, yeah, so it is quite a, quite a handy, handy tool to have that one. So uh, I do recommend it. Right, let me go on to my list, and then uh, I will talk about um, Eurosoft and maybe a few other software things in a few seconds. So, so the first thing is, I do have a Wow Stick as well. I do like it; it works a lot for a lot of things, but sometimes you do have to give it a little slight turn or push to get it going. I'll put the link in chat for anyone who's interested. But um, but it's basically an electronic uh, screwdriver is probably the best way of putting it. Uh, I'll see if I can get it up on screen uh, if it's actually doing it. So typical, it's not coming up on screen for me. So, but anyway, um, so it's basically an electronic screwdriver. You've got all the different bits and so forth. There we go. It's coming on now. So let me just share that screen when it wants to. Hope we don't have all these technical issues again like we normally do. Here we go. All right, share screen. There we go. So. Again, for anyone who doesn't like Amazon, well, tough luck. It's on there. So, uh, so that's basically the Wow Stick. Um, so that's the actual screwdriver there. That's just basically a base at the bottom. What you just stand it in. It's nothing real special. You've got lots of different screwdriver heads on there. Uh, you've got a magnet on there as well, uh, so you can uh, obviously magnetize things. And it just makes it easier, especially for laptops and stuff, to open it up. And it comes with a magnetic pad as well to put your screws on so you don't lose them. So um, for 35, 36 quid or whatever, it's not too bad, to be honest with you. So it gives you a rough idea there. So and as you can see, I purchased mine roughly a year ago. So and it's still working. So that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> right. Next thing on my list is, let's have a look, is iFixit. It's a common one what a lot of people use. Uh, I'll put it into chat as well. Um, this is the specific toolkit I was um, mentioning before, which we've got a few of these around. Uh, we've got another one as well. What I do carry around a Draper set, uh, but it's got pretty much all the screwdrivers and fittings you'll need and so forth. Again, I'll stick that into chat for you as well. Does anyone prefer iFixit or Draper or anything who's in the chat? I uh, I use iFixit for the iMac opening kit. That's that's really decent quality. The cutting discs for taking the screens out. Yeah, yeah, very good quality. And I know a few folk who got iFixit kits. Swear by them. Just yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say iFixit. I, I must admit that they are pr pretty stand, um, pretty sturdy, and so forth. Yeah. But the well, kit. Uh, yeah, but the kit I use the most is probably this one here, um, which is actually a Draper one. Um, so that one is uh, its only six screwdrivers in there, but that covers, okay, I don't do much in the way of Apple stuff, but that covers most things. I've generally, as I said, I've got one in my truck, one in, on the desk, one basically uh, in the shop, one in the studio and so forth. And it's, it's not many days go by before I use one of those or I, I use them oh, well, three or four times. And again, you can see where I purchased it a couple of times there, but I have purchased it a few times from other places as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a handy kit, um, that one. So let's have a look. What else have we got? So magnetic mats. Does anyone use magnetic mats? Yep. I've got yeah. one. <clears throat> 
Yeah, so that is another thing I recommend people use as well. Um, so a magnetic mat, obviously, if taking screws out of um, the bottom of a, a laptop or something along that lines, you can put them in certain positions on the magnetic mat so you don't lose them. Some of them actually have board markers with them, so you can draw basically the outline of the laptop and where all the screws go and so forth. So if you're taking it to pieces, you know how where everything goes back together as well. So they're always handy. Um, let's have a look. Another one what I haven't heard uh, mentioned, which I use an awful lot. We've got two of these, uh, and that is a data vac um or when it does actually pop on i'll put it into chat so and that data vac come on why does stuff never load up when you want it to here we go so that's the data vac i use that's basically an air duster so it's ideal for blowing dust out of machines it's very powerful it comes with like a three meter cable it might even be five meter and it's better than carrying an air compressor around with you you don't get any moisture out of it it blows like mad uh, they do have a video on there with a demonstration <laughs> just to give you a rough idea. But uh, it is very, very, very strong. Um, so I do recommend those. It'll clean all the dust out of your computer, no question. So uh, they're not cheap. Um, there are other brands available. I've tried a few of the other brands, um, and they've not lasted long. Um, these, as you can see, I've purchased two. I've had them, what, six years. Uh, well, I'll carry one in the truck with me, and I also have one in the store. So it says having a big compressor to clean the machines out, gets rid of the dust inside seconds in most cases you don't even need to take a laptop to pieces you just blow it in the air vent and bang it blows everything out um but uh, very handy tool uh, you just have to remember to clean the bottom so it doesn't get bunged up with dust on the filter but otherwise uh, you shouldn't have any issues with those right does anyone else in chat have anything else uh, let's have a look uh, jason is saying ifix is good for laptops uh, can't beat my snap-on screwdriver for desktops that's pretty good and uh, Jason's saying, yeah, they're fantastic, and I have a similar one. Yeah. Just make sure you use it outdoors, otherwise too much dust. Yeah, obviously, um, you do have to watch out for that. Uh, let me just check. Can everyone see me okay? Who's on you know, the screen? Uh, no? You know what? Actually, I was just thinking we have to get for ourselves as well if we're going on site, and we don't have one. It's a first aid kit of some nature. Yeah, uh, first aid kit. Because seriously, if like if the tech goes out, maybe the dog's cut his hand, or, or more likely me, who's going to cut my hand. The take a couple of quid, be a fairly handy tin. And I, I don't know how many you're bringing it, lads. Bet you all are. I've got one in my truck, and obviously in the store as well. And I also have one in the studio. Uh, I don't think we've ever used the one in the studio, but uh, um, but the handy and fire extinguishers as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I've just watch carrying. These, a... um, sorry, Phil. I, I've got one of these uh, magnetic like ball things, which are quite handy for putting screws in oh, yeah. uh, computers and things, and just keeping them in. Like that. Where did you get that from, Dave? Um, I, I honestly can't remember the more mess. It says Silver Line on it uh, as the brand, but it's just like a ball, which is basically, as I said, magnetic. Yeah, yeah they're a lot better than those. Um, I use one of the the iFix, not the iFix, the stick little magnetic board thing, but I find them too small, and the screws still run off them. 
Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get one of those. They're good. I like mm, that. That's a great idea. I mainly use yeah. this for gaming PCs. Um, it's not so much good for um laptops, and then I've got a little magnetic uh surface as well. But this is good for gaming PCs, putting the, the parts in when you when you're opening it up. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. You lose them all the time, don't you? Everyone loses the screws, so you yeah. you got to put them somewhere. Yeah, it's another thing that I keep <laughs> about three tubs of different size screws. Yeah, yeah. and laptop. Yeah. Which are so handy. And uh, other thing you need to carry and make sure is uh, cables and stuff like that. But what yeah. I was mentioning before um, is regarding um, fire extinguishers. Do watch carrying one, carrying one of those in the car because sometimes they don't like a lot of heat on them. Last thing you want to do is that exploding in your car on a hot day. So obviously, make sure what you're carrying it's in a cool spot, boot or something or whatever, uh, and double check what it says on there because I don't want you uh, calling me next week saying I blew your car up with a fire extinguisher <laughs> because I'll just laugh at you if you do. So uh, yes, better. That's another. Good yes, one. Stephen, that's Stephen a good one. Um, rolling them in tonight, but yeah, he is. He's, he's got plenty. What's I've like, got the. I use this one. Where is it? I use one of these. Is that like the one you've got? I think I've got one like that. The one I use is, um, yeah, yeah you've both good. got the same one. Um, really the good. one main one I've got, so it's actually a thermal tape one. I think it's Tough Power 2 or 3 or something like that. So, um, which tell. Just like that one, it tells you all the voltages and everything like that. Don't get me wrong, power supply testers aren't always 100% accurate, but uh, they do a lot of the times do the job because obviously they won't pick up, obviously, when it's fully under load and all this, that, and the other, but it does tell you the voltages going through, which they are handy and does save time with swapping out a power supply sometimes. So, yeah, def definitely. So, uh, yeah, Stephen's saying that's the one he's got as well. So it seems to be a, a common one. I also put a link in the chat for that magnetic dish. What David did, well, it's slightly different. It's more of a rectangular shape, but it's uh, by the same company, Silver Line. So if anyone's interested, uh, looks handy. I thought that was a smoking dish to begin with, to be honest, when you pulled it out. I was like, is it going to get a fag out in a second and start Smoking, but uh, but no. <laughs> to get on, stressful. You have a joint just to get down there. Uh, Phil, sell me PC Euro Checker. Will you? Some one of you tell me why why I should buy it. Why should you buy it? Okay, Anybody. so well, I'll, I'll tell you why I use it and how I use it, and then it's up to you if you want to buy it. Um, so it's a boot bootable tool. Um, so just like Hiron's boot CD and all these different things, um, memory stick um, is the usual way you get it on. Uh, oh. You boot... It boots the machine in, obviously, a UFI environment, unless you use the old version. But basically, it boots it so the software is not running. So the software is not going to get in the way, for example. So if you're using malware bytes, which again, their tech um, suite is it, it's a pretty cool program. Um, and I must admit, I use it. But that will only pick up, basically, errors, what Windows is reporting a lot of the time and stuff like that, where this will actually do a 4.0 check of the hardware. So you can do quick checks which even saying that quick checks take probably sometimes probably 20 30 minutes or whatever and you can do real in-depth um checking which can take days if you really wanted it to so it's 
it's ideal for those jobs where you get what have intermittent faults a lot of the times where you just don't know what's causing the problem and you're at the point of stripping everything out of the machine and so forth. Um, we've even had um, it pick up failures on hard drives where, for example, malware bytes or even um, oh, what's that other tool what everyone uses for checking hard drives, not HD2 and the other one. Um, uh, crystal disk. Crystal disk. That's it. Crystal disk. They'll say they're okay because they only really read the smart information um, where their hard where checker will check. Obviously, the hard drives itself. Um, but it's one of those things. It's not. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Don't get me wrong. It's expensive. Uh, but we tend to like to run it on machines as we get them in the store to make sure there's no issues and before they leave. If we build a machine, we like to give them a good long stress test as well. So uh, if we built a computer, we'll give it generally a 48-hour stress test using this so it's constantly being used and worked. So, again, not everyone's cup of tea. Might not work for if you're doing a lot of remote stuff or anything like that, but if you're bringing stuff back to your store or your house and you want to do some long tests on it, it's ideal for that. But it's not just for hard drives. It'll check pretty much every component in your PC from CPU, graphics, hard drive, chipset, media, and so forth. So it gives you a rough idea. Does that answer your question? Yes, answers it perfectly well. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, so don't get me wrong. There are other free tools out there what do the job, but I, I prefer that one because it's all in one, in honesty. Um, so I don't have to mess about with tools what may have not been updated or might be out of date or may have been done by, I don't know, someone who hasn't coded it properly. You at least got a company behind you. You pay for it. You can keep it for as long forever if you wanted to but they do have a renewal scheme on it as well. So if you want the latest updates, you do have to renew it every year. So I know Ben's got it and has – Have you, you've used it, haven't you, Ben, if I'm right? So, uh, yeah, I've used it, yeah. yeah so do you okay, use yeah. it much? Or? Uh, I've used it a few times, yeah, for just um, fault-finding where, yeah, it wasn't totally obvious. But, yeah, it's, it's generally pretty good. Quite been quite happy with it. Yeah. So, again, it's not the cheapest tool on the market, but um, it does have its, well, does find those faults what you probably struggle to get otherwise. So, and David's putting the link on, I think, in chat for that magnetic dish he had. So, that's pretty good. That's um, it. The one I've just uh, seen on Amazon there, it's a bit of a larger one. Is it? That's pretty yeah. good. Um, Stephen's also saying that PC Check Orco gives a pass report with serial numbers for components which you can print off for the customer to keep for themselves. Uh, I know, or at least they used to, I think Target used it as well, Target Components, when they build the custom-built machines, what they do, that I'm pretty sure they used to use it, and then they send you the report to show you that it's passed their tests and stuff like that as well. So, um, But you... It's a one machine device only. So if you need to use it on two or three devices at the same time, you've got to buy it two or three times. So it does add up. And obviously you can use it on one machine and then finish testing on that and then move on to the next one. That's fine. Uh, but you do need to buy it multiple times. Right. Next up, 
and this is another tool what I use quite often. Uh, I use it all the time, actually. It's more of a an enclosure, um, not for customer stuff, but for my stuff. So this is an external enclosure, which is USB as well as um, USB Type-C. So you put an M.2 NVMe drive or SATA drive in it, and basically... There you go. You can see it on the screen. You can plug it into any machine. And you think, oh, well, why not just get an external hard drive? Well, because you can put an NVMe drive in it, um, it goes really fast. So it's ideal for backing stuff up, especially if you're using USB Type-C. You can back stuff up really quick. You can install Windows in a matter of, like, two or three minutes if you're using something like that, if you've got Windows installed on it. Uh, and, again, you can pick what sort of size drive you want and so forth. I carry... Those around here we go. There's mine. I'll put it on my desk right here. Let me just put myself on the screen. Like with most things, I've lost the lids, but it does the job and uh, it does everything you want. And you just open it up and put your own drive in if you want to. So that's handy for backing up users' data, especially when you're at their house or on site, because obviously time is usually of essence when you're doing that. Because obviously you don't want to be sitting there three hours backing up someone's pictures from 20 years ago. Um, so that's there. And uh, also use a virtual boot drive, I think. David may have said that. Um, let's have a look. So I did put the link in chat for the Acasa M.2 NVMe drive, David, just to let you know. Um, you can have a look at it after the show, uh, but it's pretty it's a pretty good um, drive. But a vo uh, virtual boot drive, uh, let me just get that up on screen as well for everyone. Now, these I find handy here. So is this the same one you were using, David, did you mention, or something similar? Or is it uh, one you make yourself? No, mine's just a USB stick, and it's uh, the easy-to-boot software. Okay, um, so it's the easy-to-boot software. Um, yeah. I haven't used that one before, but I do know a different tech who's uh, used one of those. It said it quite good, but um, mine was just a, like a cheaper version. Yeah. So there are quite a few different variations out there. So obviously, again, it's up to you guys what you use. But I find this ideal because you can put ISOs on it where I've got Windows all the way, Windows 7, uh, Windows 8, Windows 10, all the different variations, uh, as well as any other devices, uh, boot ISOs I want. You just basically plug it into the machine and then... Uh, on the screen on the device you just choose what you want to do and then it'll load the iso when you start it up just as if you've got a usb or a dvd in the machine or whatever so you can keep multiple isos just on one device it saves you carrying around 10 usb pens uh it's basically all in one and also because you can put any size drive you want in it you can also partition it and then put data on the other partition so for example i've got all my useful programs on one partition and my isos on another so i can easily get them up and uh, uh, about so uh, it's pretty handy does anyone else use any of these uh, type of di devices other than david no usb sticks but I, I did look at that someone mentioned when i first joined tech for text um i was on about having instead of having 10 different usb sticks someone mentioned that i and i never i did never put, uh buy one but i'm tempted to 
Yeah, I was going to say they're pretty good to be honest. Um, if you remember to use them, you know, I carry them around, and it saves me doing carrying lots of different things around. So uh, I must admit, it's a quite handy tool. Last thing I've got on my uh, list is a USB hard drive reader, basically. So, again, I'll put that up in chat. I think a lot of us have probably used these in the past. Uh, let's have a look. Put it back on screen. So, it's basically USB free. Uh, you plug it into, uh, you can plug a hard drive into it, IDE or SATA, if anyone even comes across IDE anymore. So when you're on site, you don't have to get able to carry a big caddy around with you or anything like that. You can just plug in a drive directly into it, plug it into a USB port or your laptop, and then you can recover data if needs be or do whatever you need to on the drive. So uh, they've been around a few years, those type of drives have, but... Um, but they are handy. You can see the last time I bought one was like 2017. So, but uh, and they're only like eight quid. So it's worth carrying around. Um, yeah, I find, I find they're absolutely brilliant. That's why I got one because it's particularly when you're when I'm mobile. I've, so, I've, someone says there's just something wrong with the hard, SSD, or these want data off the old hard drive. You haven't got to do anything with the computer. You take the thing out and <laughs> take the drive out. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it, it does save a lot of time and messing around, doesn't it? So that's, uh, I must admit, it's true. Um, has anyone in chat got any other devices they use? I'm just checking chats, and there's not a huge amount of people uh, are saying today. Um, let's have a look. Network testers, thermal pastes, even. Yes, thermal paste always a good one to uh, carry with you, especially if you're cleaning machines out, and obviously something to clean the thermal paste with as well. So, something like uh, uh, what's the uh, it's the Casa thermal paste cleaner, um, Tim Clean. Um, I usually use that's pretty good for uh, cleaning thermal paste off, it's like a citric. A liquid which you just put a few drops on and it just rubs straight off with a cloth uh so yeah um fabs auto backup i think we've mentioned that and obviously the sponsor that's a good tool as well i use a lot we always back up every machine what we get coming into our store uh, it's not always easy to do when you're on site but if it's something coming into the store we back everything up um and to back it all up it takes literally a couple of minutes to go for all the settings and then you just let it go uh, i think cormac's got to go so uh thanks for joining us cormac and i'll we'll see you next week i think it's on what cormac's show or well not his show but show he wants to do it's how to make more money, and if, more money yeah exactly yeah, yeah. If anyone knows how to make more money... Legally, it's safe yeah. to go, all right? <laughs> you know you're English and you automatically think of uh, Robin Banks and stuff. I watch the movies, right? Exactly. Legally, yeah. right? Yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't involve any two-and-a-half-inch hard drive or <laughs> at all. So, uh, or at least I don't think... And uh, look after yourselves over there in England. Talk soon, all right? No problem. See you later, Cormac, and thanks for joining us again. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah, so Fab's Auto Backup, something I always do, as I was saying, is back everything up what comes into the store because you never know. The last thing you want anything to, uh, to happen is while you've got the customer machine in the store is the thing goes bang or the hard drive dies on you and then the customer blames you for losing all their pictures of baby Timmy or Bob or whatever it is uh, uh, and so forth. So we always make sure we back everything up just in case because a lot of the time when you are testing things, you're 
stressing the machine out more so than it's probably ever been used. So if it's going to conk out, that's going to be the time it's going to conk out is when you're stressing it. So always make sure if it's something important or whatever, you make sure you back up first if obviously it's in, in your store or your house or your workshop or however, however you're doing it. Again, on-site, not always as easy, especially if someone's got two terabytes of family photos. Does anyone else have any tools or equipment they like to use or anything like that who's uh, either in chat or who's watching or any of you, any of the guest hosts? Anything from you guys? Uh, set of players. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Flyers Flyers are always good. Good. Yeah. Pliers are always good. Um, one way I find is a lot when people custom build their own computers, they put the wrong screw in the motherboard, and then obviously you get the little thing what screws into the case, um, the standoff, and that doesn't come out, and you have to get pliers on the back of that and the screwdriver on the other yeah. side to get it <laughs> undone. Um, that, that's a common one. So, yeah, pliers, cable cutters, I think David mentioned, and a few other tools like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I always carry carry two or three sometimes of each kind of screwdriver um purely because sometimes as you said if they put the wrong thing in sometimes you need one screwdriver one side if you're you're on your own another one just to we say apply pressure but yeah in a controlled fashion that's uh um just think what else do we tend to use well the most important tool what i probably carry with me now is my mobile phone because you can look things up easily and well without plugging the group if you've got any problems or questions you can ask someone in the group while you're on site um used to use my laptop per near enough on every job i used to go to where now i'll probably look if i even use it once a week um i generally have to charge it up and basically and i'll go right i've probably not used it this week at all and do all the updates um i used to use laptops for doing pretty much most jobs for whatever reason. But now it's you generally 99% of the stuff you can do are on your, is on your phone. Uh, so uh, that is something, obviously, which is a tool, which I don't think I need to go and tell everyone to go out and buy one because I'm pretty sure everyone's got one already. But I must admit the one phone, what I did like and was the best tool to me, which unfortunately the company decided to stop making them, was the Microsoft phones. I know they weren't everyone's cup of tea, but with the right adapters, you could actually plug in hard drives and all sorts into your phone and actually do quite a few different things without having to get a laptop out. But again, the App Store wasn't the best and compatibility with different things, so uh, they, they died the death. It's not like Microsoft to make something what comes out for a few a few years and then they cancel it, is it? <laughs> they were good phones, I second that. I used to love mine. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, I must admit that. I used to love the camera of mine as well. <laughs> still got still going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it still works if I wanted to use it as well. So. <laughs> That's that's. I think we've probably got one in a drawer somewhere hidden. But yeah, Microsoft phones. I think it was Nokia actually who made them. Yeah. Um, so and that's another Nokia. company you don't hear hear too much about these days. Nokia. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Otherwise, I think other than carrying keyboards and mice to spare with me and stuff like that, they're the main tools I use. To be honest with you, other than obviously, well, 
depends if you want to call me a tool or if it's a tool what I've got up here. Um, I tend to use your brain, but again, if you don't know something, you can easily ask and uh, have a look. Right, has anyone else in chat got anything else they want to say? Because you're pretty quiet tonight. I can see there's a lot of you watching, but you're very, very quiet. You're a bit shy tonight. So anyone else got any other tools they want to mention before we call it a... End tonight. Have you got anything, Tim or David? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, something that I use um, quite a bit is you say about having your phone or access to inf other information on your phone. Um, I always make sure before I'm, if I know if it's called it, a, I've got time to plan ahead to go to a customer. We'll say um, I always make sure all of the information I could need is accessible on my cloud drive, so I can just go on. I've got an I could take an iPad with me. Um, go to location. I can just go to go to that information. I, I don't th ever theoretically have to fill out and bring a notepad with me, unless it's just writing ad hoc things down. But uh, it just means I've got all my backup information there if I need it. So that including if I've been to someone's site, located, say it's the same machine I've worked on before, um, I'll know what I've done before. That kind of thing. So yeah. That's always good, and say um, obviously if you've got if you use a repair shop or whatever uh, system as well, obviously you'll have everyone's notes. But yeah, it's always good to have uh, some sort of drive you've got access to like that online. So, do you have any ideas, David, or have you uh, run yeah. out? Yeah, um, I was obviously Cormac earlier on was talking about um, the malware bytes, uh, like tech tech benches, and I think called something like that. Bench or tech, tech suite? Tech. Yeah, yeah, tech um, benches. Yeah. I had a trial of that a while back from from Malwarebytes. Um, obviously, their anti-malware uh, software is fantastic. I, I use that for customers, but um, I had a trial of that that tech software. Um, I found it quite good, but I thought it was really expensive. Um, so just recently, um, literally a few weeks ago, um, I found a thing called Scan Circle, which I think a lot of people will have heard of. Um, started using that um, just initially when you get a laptop in or a PC, just building the windows um it's like a 200 kilobyte program and you just run it and it tells you information about the hardware on the system as it got when was the last windows updates installed um it just does it, it tells you about software on the pro on the computer different things like that it's, it's really good uh, just for initial initial check of the laptop or the pc uh similar to the malware byte software but totally free mm. Yeah, it's a pretty good um, thing. You can put it on your website and like get people to scan the machines. It's basically a link. Let me just show you um, how we do it. So let me just turn the screen on. There we go. I'm just going to turn chat off because one I was talking on there anyway, so we can see. Right, okay, let's enlarge that. So basics is uh, you go on to, you can put the link on your website or you can run it yourself or direct link. We've got a link at the bottom of our screen which just says run scan uh, and then pre you press single scan and it just goes through and then brings up this screen here. You can set it up a little bit more with more information in the middle. Um, so, But it gives your machine a score. It tells you uh, the date and time, tells you if everything's right um, and so forth. On the next link. What was that? Sorry, the, the, the advice. If you click on the advice tab, that's the one I mainly use. Um, that one, the one, one. Yeah, yeah. That's about so your system things and 
Yeah, so everyone can see what machine I've got now and what I'm running. Um, but user account control, you can see that's been disabled. I do that so it doesn't pop up all the time when I'm doing stuff uh, and so forth. So, but yeah, so you can see the information it gives you tips as well on there as well uh, about updating it and so forth. If you buy us, it gives you recommendations uh, about different things on there as well. Uh, it'll tell you what's running, what they don't recommend. We're doing some videos about mining in the next few weeks. Uh, so it's picking up, uh, I think, something about mining on here. Yeah, unusual startup folder from Nice Hash Miner. Um, so we're going to be uh, talking about mining and so forth. Uh, don't worry, I'm not mining. I'm using all the graphics cards up and mining everything, people. It's just a, it's just for a video we're doing on YouTube. But in basics, you can see it gives you all your information on there. And what you could do is basically go by that information, service the computer, and then basically tell the customer, right, this was a score before I serviced it and did everything, and this is the score now. So obviously my machine's quite up to date, but you'll get a lot of people who will have stuff what is basically out of date and so forth. And you can see all the hardware specs of the machines. If you've got it set up right as well, you can also um, get it to, if people are doing it on your website, they'll uh, you'll get an automatic email. This person's basically tried to uh, do a scan on the machine. This was the score. So you've got uh, like an advanced uh, notice of the report um, and so forth. And if you do need help with this, I'm not sure why it's popping up at the bottom, you can then click on that. The customer can click on that link and it can take you to uh, your contact page on your website or wherever you want it to. So it's an online tool, so you can use it for yourself or you can get your customers to use it. Uh, and then it gives you a send you an email or the report so you know roughly what's wrong with the machine or anything like that. So it's a good tool. And uh, it's not too expensive, if I remember right, but uh, I'd have to look, double check that. How much does that cost you, roughly, um, David? Uh, do you remember? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. There, there is a free version, which is not meant to be used commercially. Um, and then there's the paid version. Um, it's on the website. I forgot the exact price. Yeah, it's not, it's not too expensive. I think it was probably like 30 quid or something, probably, or something along that line. Um, but uh, uh, obviously that's per month. So let's have a look. Scan circle. I'm just having a look, see if I can see pricing on there. What is it? How to perform? Request support. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing our oh, partner program. Here we go. So, partner program standard subscription is 14 euro 99 a month, or you can buy it yearly for 179 euro. So, it's not cheap, but if used properly, it could be a big benefit. Obviously, you can send emails out to customers, check your machine if it's not got a score of five or above, you need a service or something along that line. Um, so it could be a good tool to use. Um, you could obviously try it. Uh, I'm not sure if they uh, uh, do it for a, a short amount of time or whatever, but uh, um, so if you can probably get it for a few months. Oh, yeah, they do a 30-day trial. So you can do a 30-day trial and um, give it a go and see if you like it. And if I'm right as well, Tech for Text members do get a discount as well. Just check on our discount page if you are a Tech for Text member uh, and you'll get a discount as well. But it is a good tool. I must admit we use it not as much as we should, 
I must admit, we, we don't have time to be honest. Um, but if you did use it correctly, like uh, by the sound uh, by the sound David is, uh, then it could make you plenty of uh, extra money coming in potentially. I can see Ben's uh, uh, actually doing a search or typing something at the moment. So, what tools are you thinking of, Ben? Yeah, so it's, it's a handy little website that I use quite a lot. Uh, Ninite or Ninite.com. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of free software that you can download. You've got your Chrome, uh, free antivirus software, uh, Office applications, sort of Java DVD playback software. Um, I don't know if you can get up on the screen there or not, Phil. Um, yeah, that's going to. Brilliant website. Oh. Use it for all my installs. Just getting it up on screen. Just carry on talking and let us know what how you use it. So yeah, here we go. Like, yeah, I mean, normally when I do installs, I'll use the. Oh, sorry, I'm just in the private chat in the, the corner. Usually, I'll just get Chrome and I'll get LibreOffice over there and just download them on each machine. And brilliant, no rubbish. Just what you want off the site. It's brilliant bit of software or brilliant website rather. Um, yeah, bloke free, so you don't get any adverts or buttons you have to click to not install loads of other rubbish when you install the programs that you actually want to install that sort of thing it's just really clean nice easy to use yeah yeah it's um, a good tool so obviously if you were setting up lots of machines the same you could say yeah i want google chrome on there uh with let's have a look zoom and discord and skype you just tick what you want with audacity uh, dropbox you just basically go through the list and what you do and it just makes you one basically exe file or yeah yeah it's absolutely brilliant yeah it does a, just a download, does the downloader and installer but itself pretty much sort of thing so yeah um other thing i was thinking about was it's not a physical tool it's not a website but it's something i do carry about it's um a bottle of tardis it's uh, nothing to do with doctor who's tardis um it's tar- tardis tar remover um Absolutely brilliant for cleaning laptops. It doesn't have stink, I have to say, but um, I get a lot of ex-corporate stuff coming through. It's maybe got labels on it, and it brilliant job of cleaning labels. Just spray a little bit on, leave it for about 20, 30 seconds, come back, and the labels peels right off. No hassle. That's pretty good. You know what yeah. is good at removing labels if you haven't got anything? Go WD-40. Yeah. Oh, it's probably a bit safer, because I have to say the TARDIS is generally really, really good. But I have had a couple of lids where it's reacted a little bit, but it cleans off when you use water again afterwards. But it's, um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's not the cheapest stuff. I think it's about £35 for five litres. But it lasts a long, long time just getting a spray bottle and does the job. Brilliant. Okay, it's pretty good. We do have um, uh, some stuff for cleaning labels off. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's in it's in like a, a bottle, but it's got like a brush on the end, which you you script. That's it. AF cleaner stuff. Yeah, that's that, that, that stuff. So yeah, it's very, so, it's, I was going to say it's very random how we came across the Tardis actually, because it's supposed to be for cleaning car paint of all things. And and I I, I used to have a classic car, an old classic Beetle, and I bought some of the Tardis tar remover for that. And then I noticed the cleaner was just doing that, and I tried it on a computer to see if I gave it a label and just found it was brilliant. So it's, it's strange how you come up with things sometimes, but yeah. Well, that's that's pretty good. One thing um, we've used, well, not necessarily for cleaning, is getting rid of scratches on laptops. It, doesn't, it works on some laptops, not on others, but can you ever guess what it is? Is it Vaseline? 
No, it works. It works on. It was, that's a good, a good thing to add on to this show, Vaseline for the name of it. But no, um, <laughs> but uh, um, I'll give you a hint. You use it on cars. Teacup? Yes, teacup. So that'll actually get rid of a lot of scratch. You have to look at the type of paint you've got on the laptop, but that will get rid of um, some some of the scratches and stuff on the actual laptops on top. So where it's obviously paint scratches, not obviously if someone's going to cross with a big knife and put (laughs) an inch deep scratch in it. But uh, but generally, what I would suggest is you try it on a small area first, though, just in case. But I have used it on a few... The Vaseline so. wasn't actually an end-to-end end fill, don't worry. It was actually, um, <laughs> somebody else gave me that, a, a little jar of Vaseline. Um, when you get really, really tiny little thin, tiny little scratches on laptop screens, you can rub a bit of Vaseline on and that can actually fill this, this tiny little scratch in. Oh, so the actual screen itself, so the actual glass. Yeah, but it's only for very thin, very, yeah. very small scratches. Because Oh, no, it's not very much good, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, the teacup was actually for the the, the painted plastics. Not yeah. don't yeah. put that on the screen. Um, <laughs> just make it clear for everyone. Well, I don't want <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't want you scratch scratching your screen up. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. But yeah, obviously anything like that, try it beforehand. But uh, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the cleaning products. Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head what I carry around or use much, to be honest. Anyone else got anything else before we yeah. uh, end the show? I got oh, we got Ian. I got, yeah, go on then, Ian. The Ultra High Bond Tape, which is good for your Apple repairs, but it's also a, tech, a tip someone else gave me on Tech for Tech Group, is if you can't get a caddy for a laptop, this stuff's good for sticking SSDs down with... Um, and that's been pretty good. But for gaming laptops, I use this still because uh, a lot of them, when you're when they've got the uh, massive heat sinks, they've got um, they've got a massive gap between the the heat sink and the actual chip. So these, I still use a lot of this stuff, and it's really good stuff. And okay, yeah, it's pretty good. Is that like um, a thermal pad? Sorry, is that like a thermal pad? Yeah, it's thermal gap filler. So it's basically, um, is this one open? Uh, no, yeah, basically it's a uh, it's a big pad, yeah. and you cut and you cut it to shape. Yeah, I've got some of them. Yeah, similar. And it just it's it's really good stuff actually. That's better than using the old trick of getting a small piece of copper and putting it between the CPU and the actual heat sink and um, letting the pressure do the job. Obviously, you put a bit of thermal paste on as well. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, thermal paste. Anyone have a preference on thermal paste they use while we're Arctic at it? Arctic MX four, Arctic MX four every day. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, MX5 now, yeah. Cool, so that's cool uh, yeah, the Cooler Master stuff's good that you get with um that you get with some of their fans. Was it uh yeah, Master Gel Pro. That's pretty good stuff as well. You can get this in bigger tubes, obviously, but this is pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, I got that free with a heatsink, but that's re- I found when you use it separately as well, it's really good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I must admit, I do like the Arctic stuff. I've got quite a lot of that, so I do like their fans. Well, I like most of the Arctic products, apart when they're trying to add RGB on it, and it tends to, well, not be very good afterwards. But So that's another story, for, and you can look at the reviews for that one. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Arctic stuff is usually pretty good, I must admit. Right, any more from anyone else? A uh, good piece of software I've been uh, used a few times is um, Space Sniffer. 
Um, I got called out to a, a call recently. Customer had a gaming PC. I uh, wasn't very old, and they basically didn't know how they'd run out of space so quick on the hard drive, and used Space Sniffer. It just basically tells you um, where everything is on the hard drive, what you've got, what's taken up all of the space on the hard drive. Um, turned out they had lots of um, uh, leftover files from a game off Steam, um, like 40, 60, 100 gigabyte of files off a game in a Steam folder that uh, were like temporary files and showed up on Space Stiffer straight away. So got rid of those and they had a, an extra like 100 gigabytes of, um, of space. It's quite a good program I've used a few times. And that's Space Sniffer. Yeah, Space Sniffer. Yeah, it's, it's genuine software. It's nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds similar to Tree Size Pro. Does anyone ever use Tree Size Pro? Uh, I think I've used that in the past, yeah. Well, only the once, though. But, um, but yeah, I think I had an issue where storage was taken up some, on something. I couldn't figure out what it was. But, yeah. But yeah, for Steam usually does have these hidden folders, unfortunately, in game folders, especially saved game folders and stuff. There's some games out there which are like when the save that's like 250 meg each save and it doesn't get rid of the old saves and stuff like that and they soon add up. Um, I must admit they do take up a lot of room. So is this, start again, Space Sniffer, is this by Uderzo, is it? Uderzo? Um, I'm just Googling myself, so I can't remember which company it is, but... Uh, yeah, if you just if you go on Google and type in Space Sniffer and go on the images, you'll be able to see a, an image of what the, the tool looks like. But it's it's a decent tool just for finding out where everything is on the hard drive, rather than going so, into the folders. It's like a, a brown screen, is it? Uh, it, it? That's at first, but then it comes up with lots of multi-different colours. Um, yeah. Like that. And more than that, now the, the latest ones... Uh, a lot more colours than that, but it's just basically the bigger the bigger it is, the more space it's taken up. So you can see if you've got like a hundred gig in downloads or something and, and different things. Okay, well, that's pretty good. So yeah, um, we'll have to have a look into that one. I'm not used that one. Don't get a huge amount of um, ask for that, especially nowadays. Um, people are using tend to be using less and less storage space unless they're gamers or something along that line. So so let me just close that if it'll let me. Come on. That's the problem when you've got multiple screens on and then you're looking at another screen and there's two mice on the screen. Right, okay. Anything else or are we going to be calling it a night? Um, I don't think we've got anything else in chat other than Paul saying he's getting some MX5 to test it out. It's good, Paul. Um, don't get me wrong, you won't see a huge difference between MX5 and MX4. The colour of MX5 is a little bit more bluish than silver and... On our testing, we did a review of it, and it works out uh, probably about half a degree cooler, maybe one degree cooler than the MX4, whichever degree helps, but it did perform very well. So um, so don't get me wrong, if you've got a choice and you can only can get MX4, there's no problem with that. But MX5 is just a little bit better, and from what I've seen of the prices, it's actually either the same or a little bit cheaper as well. So And they do big tubes, small tubes, and all sorts. So that's pretty good. Right, guys, I think that's it for tonight. I think we've uh, gone through all the comments 
and so forth. Uh, we do have a show next week, uh, as we mentioned earlier, and this is Cormac's idea. It's going to be how to make more money, and trust me, if anyone knows how to make more money, it's Cormac. He's... Uh, they call him the King of Ireland for a reason. Let's put it this way. So, and uh, it's it's nothing to do with um, how good he is in battle or anything like that. It's because he knows how to make money, right? Okay, and that is next week. How to make more money? So, I'd like to thank everyone who's in the show tonight. So, obviously, that would have been Cormac, Ben, Ian, Tim, and David for joining tonight, and hopefully, they'll be on the show again soon. If you are an independent trader, store owner, MSP, tech, vendor, or distributor, you can find out more information about Tech for Techs at techfortechs.co.uk forward slash join. Join over 1,100 members just like you that can give you free tech and business advice. And did I say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or costs for you. Make sure you tune in next Thursday, as I said, at 8 p.m. for the next show. And when you are clicking on those links, on the Tech for Techs to join page, make sure you fill in your information. If you don't, you don't get in. Simple as that. So again, see you next week at 8 o'clock. And thanks for watching and thanks for supporting independent businesses. Good night, everyone. Night. Night.